feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review or Streaming Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Welcome to Murderville, Matt. Population <laughs> homicide detective Terry Seattle. Yes, today we are reviewing the new Netflix original Murderville, starring Will Arnett, uh, Hanifa Wood, Lillian Bowden, and Philip Smithy as Daz. <laughs> um, not that he needed an as credit, but uh, if you I'm guys don't know, my hug back. Yeah, it's so. If you guys don't know what Murderville is, it's a new Netflix series. Uh, six episodes. Uh, it is a murder mystery series with improv. So the premise is that Will Arnett plays a fictional character named Senior Detective Terry Seattle, and he uh, works uh, in it's homicide. Not in homicide, obviously. Is it in Seattle? No, is it? No, no, no. It's no, LA. no. It's in L.A. Okay, because yeah. um, I'm like that would be even funnier. But um, anyways, he has the script to the episode. He knows what to do and go through this kind of murder that's set up. But each episode, they bring in a new celebrity guest star who has to improv the entire episode while trying to solve a murder mystery. So think of it as part escape room, part kind of, you know, if you've ever had a murder mystery night with your friends where someone is murdered and you all have to figure it out and you all have to improv with one another and get clues and different things. But essentially the premise is each episode Will Arnett, there's a continuing storyline with him throughout the series and the other people at the um, police station. Uh, and then each episode, a new celebrity comes in and they go in and interview three different uh, suspects, suspects, as well as checking out the crime scene at the beginning. So it's kind of split into four segments. And it gives uh, you clues throughout yeah. for it's it's kind of an interactive game show as well yeah. where you have the clues that are given at the crime scene and the suspects each giving you certain clues and you you're basically on um the side of the the celebrity partner and for them to kind of like figure out okay who is responsible for this and yeah. um i found that it was funny to yeah. an extent yeah but i do think it is very um light in terms of like totally. what it's what it's bringing to the table like it, it's it's one of those shows where you you know you watch it it's it's an easy digestible kind of show that's only about a half an hour in length yeah um it's very formulaic once you kind of get the lay of the land after the first episode which is with conan o'brien um but there's there's something about it as well where it's just kind of like it it just it, it feels extraneous. It feels like one of those Netflix shows that is like there to like add additional padding. You know, it's sure. Like, let, let's 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 get all these celebrities and do this kind of weird thing that's kind of a hybrid of sort of you know reality TV with game show with kind of a police procedural all mixed together. It's well shot. Like I was expecting, cause I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything like that, but I was kind of expecting it to kind of be almost like a hidden camera kind of thing, but it actually sure. looks like they try to, they format show. each episode to look like a cop show. Right. And like that they are put in these situations and it's shot like it would be, you know, Brooklyn nine, nine or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's based on a series called Murder in Successville, which was on BBC Three. 
Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I really enjoyed it for the most part. Um, and I, I think if you like puzzles and, and murder mysteries and even though the murder mystery is light, that's why I like to compare it more to like an escape room. Like that's how I kind of envisioned this. Like each one of these are an escape room. You go into three different rooms, they give you clues, the person that you're interviewing, it's still comedic because they'll have guest actors come in to play like character actors from comedies you'll recognize. David um, Wayne, Rob yeah, Hubble. Uh, yeah. You have two, weirdly, you have two Mad TV alumni in the last episode with yeah. uh, Phil Lamar and Nicole Phil Sullivan. Lamar, yeah. Yep, yep. So you'll get people like that and they come in and it's like it's scripted and not scripted. So the person who's the suspect will obviously – um, lean towards giving you the clues of if they did or did not do it in some of their dialogue, but then it does rely on the guest stars. And I think it's like, depending on the guest star and how much they buy into it and how much they give into it, like you'll get varying results throughout the series. So like, I think it was fun to try to go, Oh, can I solve this? Did I get it right? Did I find the right clues? Did I do this? Like that part I think is, I think it's very kind of slight and kind of, you know, compared to something like the after party or knives out or something like that, that is a bigger murder mystery, more elaborate, uh, trying to maybe be a bit more clever where this is that kind of more puzzle element where if you get it, you, you probably will get it. If you get the kind of what Eric said, like the repetitive nature of it, you might go, Oh, I know what to look for now. And, and, and things like that after that first episode. And then I think when it comes to the game, the, the game, uh, the guest stars, um, the, what I was most interested after watching the whole thing is the people I thought would be the worst were the best. And the people that I thought would be the best at it weren't necessarily the worst, but they were the most okay. So we won't spoil any of the mysteries and things like that. There are some recurring gags that I think were really funny throughout the series. <laughs> there is one that um, is excellent and it kind of yeah. is like the sort of the main through line for um, Terry, Terry Seattle's Seattle. motivation yeah. and it kind of wraps it up in, in the final episode. And we talk about cliches in the in our 355 review where I think this does a good job with some of the cliches of cop shows and things like that and pokes fun at them with these recurring gags with the like him getting a divorce and his partner being murdered and they're him having to live in like, his office, office and like <laughs> and they're repetitive things like that are things that uh, come up in each episode that don't have anything to do with the guest star that is kind of a through line that I think will keep you engaged with the overall premise. Uh, but what I was saying earlier is like Marshawn Lynch, which is the second episode, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, he was someone where I originally like, I know who Marshawn Lynch is, but I'm like, is Marshawn Lynch going to be good at this? I don't know much about Marshawn Lynch. And um, I will say he like seemed fully invested and I kind of had a blast with his episode. Um, and I would say Sharon Stone, another one of those people that like, I was like, Oh, I love, I like Sharon Stone, but like, I'm like, is she going to be good at improv comedy? And like, I would say Marshawn Lynch and Sharon Stone go like full on, like commit to it. And I think are very, very funny, um, in that first season. And then you have people like, uh, the other guest stars being, uh, Kamel Nanjiani, uh, Conan O'Brien, Annie Murphy, uh, from Schitt's Creek, um, and did I say Ken Jeong? Uh, yeah, Ken, Ken Jeong, Jeong. Uh, is in the final episode. Um, and I uh, I thought that, you know, Conan and Kumail, who I thought would be the best at it, I don't think they were necessarily bad, um, but it, it almost felt like 
Conan in that first episode was still kind of figuring out the format and didn't know exactly when to play into it, when not to. And then Kumail, I thought, had some very funny moments. Um, but as well, like someone you'd think would be more familiar with, you know, comedy and, and, and improv, but I don't know how you felt with the cast in general. Yeah. I, I would say that Marshawn Lynch and, and Sharon Stone are the highlights. I think Sharon Stone has a couple of really good moments where like, you know, she'll walk into, uh, uh, Terry's office and she basically like closes the door with the back of her foot and like, you know, him trying to sell her on, you know, uh, uh, this sludge. Uh, yeah there are funny that's another thing each episode kind of has a terry seattle kind of plot line as well yeah and 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 i think like the thing with conan i i find really kind of fascinating is that while you're watching it i think conan's experience as a talk show host and as um you know a former snl and simpsons writer i think it, it almost kind of feels like he's in on the script or like he's better at, at sort of kind of like going with the flow where it almost kind of feels like like playing the character rather than yeah the comedy yeah where uh, you know like he does crack up at times and i think some of the best stuff throughout all of the episodes are when when people crack yeah. it's it's like on snl when yeah. when you have and and a lot of these scenes are like skits basically uh, totally yeah. um or when they're kind of breaking character or will when when will arnett is he tries to hide it with his mustache and his hand every time he laughs and it's just like the way he does it and like you know like when when conan's eating like this sloppy joe hot sauce (laughs) thing and this margarita or you know like sloperita which is actually very funny or like when um uh, he's telling Kumail Nanjiani how to walk down the hallway to be yeah. cool. I thought that whole sequence in the locker room was very funny. I like that actor who played like the former jock. I thought that was yeah. really funny. <laughs> he's living on his boat. Um, yeah. Or like even like when, when he's talking to Sharon Stone about, um, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, when you're interviewing somebody, you want to be empath- appear to be empathetic. But what you're really thinking about is the di- is the diner still open <laughs> yeah. and whether or not he actually deserved it because he's a loud mouth. And then, like, you see Sharon Stone for a moment. They're like, she's just like, <laughs> God. yeah, but like even her commitment in like the third um, scene in, in her episode is is phenomenal like she really just she was the best i think yeah yeah Uh, but it but it was yeah it's 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 a good time waster it's fluff don't get me wrong like it's not must see tv no but it is one of those shows i guess like i if you if they were to do another season like it almost does feel like it everybody that that is the guest on each episode is doing a favor almost weirdly it's like they're kind of like cashing in on it like okay well you know like I'll do this because I, you know, you helped me do this other thing this one time. And, and I think if it does continue, I think the most kind of interesting thing is like the possibility of like, who else could you have? And will you have people volunteer because they liked the idea of it? Right. Maybe. Right. Like they saw the first season and go, Oh, that would be a lot of fun to do. And then kind of, you find people who really want to be part of it. Like no offense to Annie Murphy, but like, I felt like, she just felt uncomfortable throughout the whole thing to me. I did like, like I when she, again, when she was kind of like laughing undercover, like yeah, that was mustache good. too. Yeah. Like I, I just, I, I love Annie Murphy too. and like, yeah, that was really good. And that's a recurring gag too. Right. Like that, that was funny to see. And you referenced the PlayStation two in our, our convo with Greg, um, uh, which you guys can check out uh, one thirteen of the untitled movie podcast. 
Um, but yeah, like I, I, I thought Sharon Stone crushed it. I thought Marshawn Lynch was very funny. That I was on uh, that was unexpected. And then Ken Jong, the amount he cracks up, I, I thought was really funny. Like again, talking about someone who breaks and he broke at every single thing, which could be grating on some people, but like I found it just really funny that no matter what he said or did or what someone else did, he just cracked up. Great and, Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, and there are like bits like that that I, I I am excited to see a season two of this and and what guest stars that they bring in. But uh, I don't disagree with you that it does feel like a well. Let's just do this. So, yeah, we'll we'll give them a, a little bit of a budget and just make this zany kind of a uh, murder mystery show. Murder mysteries are hot right now, Eric. So hot. I mean, we, we we're getting so many of them. Um, but I I will say as well, like even though um. Visually speaking, it's a lot better than um, you would expect for this kind of like yeah. game show Skit improv kind of thing yeah. to be. You can tell that like, you know, again, it being an improv show and, and the guest star not having a script to work from or not knowing what's going on, that you can tell that there's a lot of kind of room for both the editing and the blocking in sort of the camera movements where like you'll see in the first episode, like you know, Conan will step in a direction mm-hmm. and that he's not really supposed and to he'll be blocking the camera. So they'll have to like cut like, quickly like, or they'll bring or they'll him move over because like, it almost yeah. looks like, like steady cam or handheld a yeah. lot of the times because they have to kind of like anticipate that they have somebody that isn't familiar with what is going on within the scene. Or there's little so, things of being Conan come here closer or whatever. Cause they have to bring yeah. him closer and they do let things play out. Like it doesn't really seem like, it seems like they it's probably a very easy series to do, even though they they either went to these sets or built these sets. But like they let these things play out and it seems like it was the first take on a lot of these things. Like they didn't make them redo anything because they want those natural reactions and stuff like uh, that's what I was kind of surprised with was like, oh, yeah, it's very much like each one of these sequences is one go. Like no matter what you do, unless you probably unless they like completely break, I'm assuming they let them come back and, and finish or whatever, as I almost break my desk. Um, Icebreakers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had fun with it. I do think that it's a light kind of fun watch. I wouldn't say that you need to rush out and watch it, but if you're intrigued by the premise, I think you'll have a moderately fun time with it. Like it was a perfect, like before bed show. If yeah. that makes any sense, like throw on an episode, watch, kind of laugh. Um, you know, you might laugh more at one episode than the next. And then you get to have like if you're watching it with someone, I watched it with Nevis a lot of the times. And, you know, you can talk about who you think is going to be the the killer. And then they do like a, a fun reveal, like Conan and the Magician outfit was really funny. And like um, the way that they would do the reveal of who you thought the killer was is like a fun thing. And and it is very much a game to the people on it. Like they might get it right or they might get it wrong. And then they tell them their reasoning. And then, you know, it, it, the format is the same every episode, but it is fun to see who gets it, who doesn't, Um, you know, and I think that who's playing it for comedy or who's playing it for, I want to figure out who the murderer is. Right. And I think you get varying degrees of success there. So um, yeah, I think it's a fun series. Like if I'm going to, it's a hard thing to like put a star rating on, but like, I'll give it like a three and a half out of five. Like I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable and I would watch a season two. Yeah. I mean, I could go, honestly, I could go like 
three or even two, but I think I'll be kind of kinder to it and, and go three partly because I also think Will Arnett is very funny and like, yeah. I do like him in this kind of role. And there are moments where like, even again in the high school, you know, reunion episode with yeah. Kamel Nanjiani, when he yells at that, you know, his, his, uh, his, his high school flame, quote unquote, it reminded me of his character in hot rod when he yells, babe, wait, babe. Yeah. yeah. And he has a lot of that. You hear Lego Batman in there a lot too, in the way that the deep gravelly voice and like, yeah, each episode I think has enough bits or enough laughs, and even if the person struggles through certain moments, like I, I don't know, like I, I, yeah, I think it's better than not good. So I, I, I'm glad you gave it a three because, like, to me, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than that, and I would watch more of it. Um, and I'm sure it's a very easy show to make. Yes. Maybe creating the puzzles and stuff is is. I don't, I don't know how hard that stuff is, but I guess I'm sort of trying to do that now with writing on. Do you think they'll franchise feud, it, but... uh, Matt, and make uh, Tommy Tuxedo action figures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You. This is the American version. Are we going to get it? I mean, I guess Annie Murphy already on here, but like um, this obviously adapting the, the British version of it. Which is like but, whose um, line is it anyways, yeah. where like that started off as a British series and then came over to the US. Yeah. So who knows if we'll get other... Uh, countries adapting this but yeah murder mystery is hot right now uh how many of them did you get uh without spoiling anything did you try at all or like i, I got mean, a, i got quite a few of them i found them to be you know even if i didn't get all of the clues i kind of had a good idea based on like one thing that i noticed or something like that i think it also kind of depended like i mean obviously there's one episode where you can't because the one actor I, again, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything, but like, I almost feel like the one thing that doesn't work for it is if you cast people that, or if you recognize certain comedians in the suspect roles, and that kind of is a giveaway. Like, I, like if you don't know who they are, I think it's easier to kind of get lost in the mystery. But sure, if, yeah, if it's somebody that you recognize, then it's there's a likelihood that it could be that person. And mm-hmm. there's a couple times where it's like. Okay, yes, it is that person. Oh, sure. it is that person. And, That's fair. That's yeah. an interesting way of thinking of it too. But uh, yeah, I think you guys should check it out. It's available February 3rd on Netflix. I think all six episodes will probably drop. That's usually what Netflix does. So uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, we have other reviews that we would love for you guys to check out as well. Uh, we have a review. If you like Murder Mysteries, The After Party, you guys should check out our review of the first three episodes. And then that's also... Uh, streaming on Apple TV Plus weekly. So the first three episodes are out right now. Um, I think we have a review of Knives Out that you guys can go back and listen to, Murder on the Orient Express. Um, Well, we'll probably also have a review coming up for the uh, Disney Plus movie that'll be released on Hulu in the US and probably star here, No Exit, which is also uh, looks like a whodunit, but instead of a murder mystery, it's who's the kidnapper um, and this woman ba- basically guessing who the kidnapper is in this Snowden situation. Interesting. Five creams out now too, which is kind of a murder mystery as well. Uh, yep. Most scream uh, movies are so uh, who done it. So, uh, so hot right now. So you guys can check all those out. Uh, we have reviews up for the three, five, five, three fifty five, which you guys can check out. Um, we also reviewed um, Pam and Tommy, which you guys can check out, which we really, really enjoyed, uh, which is streaming on Disney Plus and Hulu in the US as well. 
and also the aforementioned 113th episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast, where we talked to Greg Miller of Kind of Funny about video game movies, Ghostbusters, uh, being a new father, uh, and much more. So you guys should check that out. Uh, just search for Untitled Movie Podcast or Untitled Movie Reviews on YouTube and podcast services. Uh, we have a conversation up. Uh, what did we talk about, Eric? We talked Moon about Knight. a trailer, right? Moon Knight trailer. And we might do uh, some conversations coming up for some other trailers that dropped that I wouldn't mind talking to Eric. So, or even uh, we're a gonna Scream try- uh, spoiler. Spoiler cast should yeah. be fun. Yeah, we should do a Scream spoiler cast for sure. Um, so you guys can check those out on Just the thinking conversation like Will channel. Arnett is Terry Seattle in a screen movie <laughs> would be pretty good. <laughs> uh, would be good. Uh, one stop shop for everything. Just go to untitled underscore movies over on pod on letterbox, not podcast services, uh, letterboxed untitled underscore movies. Uh, you can find everything there. That's probably the easiest spot to find us. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Icebreakers. <laughs> <laughs>